0: The primary purpose of the ADRC is to provide customers with unbiased information about services that will meet their needs. This includes sharing information with customers about all agencies that provide needed services. The ADRC does not endorse or recommend any specific agency or service provider, including those that have chosen to sponsor or participate in an interview for this podcast. Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells.
1: So I'm Lisa Wells, Dementia Care Specialist with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and you're listening to a podcast on Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley, The goal of the podcast is to provide education about aging well, brain health, and staying active and healthy in the community. So thank you for joining us. So today we are discussing how to create a plan for aging well. You know, we plan for birthdays and weddings, vacations, graduations, and even plan ahead when we make our, even making our own grocery list. But what we typically don't think about is planning for aging. Sure, we may plan for when we retire, but what happens after that? You know, planning ahead is hard because you never know how your needs might change. What would happen if you hadn't made a plan for that wedding or that graduation or that retirement? You know, maybe you've heard the phrase, a man who does not plan ahead will find trouble at the door. Meaning if you don't plan ahead, you find yourself in trouble emotionally, physically, and financially. Joining us today to talk about getting a plan in place are two fabulous dementia care specialists, Trisha Witham from Barron-Rusk and Washburn counties and Carla Burscheit from Chippewa and Dunn counties. Trisha is most passionate about helping guide and empower older adults to live healthy and full quality lives regardless of their situation. Her experience as an unexpected caregiver for a family member with a progressive illness has allowed her a unique inside-out view to assist other caregivers in their journey. And prior to joining the ADRC, Carla worked as an occupational therapist for over 25 years, primarily working with older adults in short-term rehab setting when they were receiving, uh, recovering from an injury or surgery. She also cared for her mother, who was living with dementia. Carla understands the challenges, concerns, and isolation that can come along with being a caregiver of someone living with dementia. So thank you both for joining me today, Carla and Tricia.
2: Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you. You know, you bring uh, professional and personal experience in the field of aging and the importance of planning ahead, so let's start out by just talking about what are some factors that really prevent people from planning ahead as we age? So I think there's a
3: lot of factors that can prevent people from being able to age in place. Um, And the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is health, right? So Mm -hmm. our physical health. Um, I think it's so important that we're beginning to know what our numbers are, baseline numbers Mm -hmm. in our midlife, so that we're able to keep on track and keep ahead of problems. These are numbers like blood pressure numbers, cholesterol numbers, memory screens, um, mammograms, screening for different cancers as well. So again, that preventative part of health is so important so that you're aware. You Mm -hmm. can't really make any changes without knowing something Mm -hmm. ahead of time Mm
1: -hmm. and a lot of times we're kind of afraid to get those that information but yet it's so important for us to to be able to plan ahead yes right Mm -hmm. knowledge is power Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. if we know
2: what might be coming then we can have a plan a and a plan b and a plan c and we can make changes accordingly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so why is
1: it important then to, to to plan ahead
2: Well, sometimes, you know, with changes as we age, mobility is one of them. Mm -hmm. And so just looking at your environment and determining, you know, is this an environment that I could easily maneuver if I had a cane or a walker or Mm -hmm. a wheelchair? Mm -hmm. And if I was in a wheelchair most of the time, what would need to change in my physical environment? What would I need help with? Outside the home to allow me to stay here, would I need assistance with grocery shopping, um, transportation to appointments, things like that? So just. Sometimes playing the what if can help you plan mm-hmm. um, what
1: you might need. Oh, and that's then... good. Yeah, the what ifs, the what ifs. Yes.
3: And yeah. speaking of that, Carla, I think you bring up a great point. We always think about mobility. And I know as a female, I, you know, I love houses and designs of houses and mm-hmm. Florida or Cabinets that go all the way up to the ceiling are just beautiful. But practically, when we're looking at things really way up on top Mm -hmm. of things and getting the step stool out, you know, as we do get older, could that? Uh, cause a fall later and break a hip or some other injury that I'm not preparing for. So mm-hmm. kind of, I think the same thing you just said is viewing your settings in a different realm. What if something were to happen? How easy or how accessible will it be for me to stay at home and
1: age right where I want to be? Mm-hmm. So you're saying that I shouldn't use um, the chair that I use to reach things uh, and <laughs> I should be using a step stool that or I shouldn't be using. Maybe maybe I should be using a reacher, or maybe I should have somebody else go get it for me. But that chair probably isn't the best thing, is it? Right.
3: (laughs) And it's something, you know, again, we do things kind of out of habit and Mm -hmm. automatically. And so as Carla mentioned, as we age, sometimes those things sneak up on us, Mm -hmm. a change in our balance, a change in our vision, a change in our hearing, all of those actually contribute to our balance. And Mm so those are things we're not thinking about when we just want to reach our favorite china on the top of that cabinet. Um, So, yeah, bringing that stuff down, um, Mm -hmm. making sure that I've got – what I need and what I use
1: often is accessible to mm-hmm. me. And then keeping those things that, that you don't need as much, maybe you put those up there or put those in storage or someplace that you that you don't even have to maybe look at it.
3: <laughs> the other thing I, I was going to mention with that too is I, I once saw a commercial that had a bunch of people, I think it was for insurance, um, and they went to this board and said, you know, what are your plans over the next 15 to 20 years? And they were mainly very good things, right? Travel, mm-hmm. um, hanging out with friends, enjoying retirement and all these great things on the board. And then we, uh, the insurance person kind of comes back and says, here's the likelihood or probability that these things might happen, a heart attack or a stroke mm-hmm. or cancer or various other things. And the number of maybe negative events was just as high as the positive events. And it really showed that people in general, we just don't want to look at kind of worst case scenario. We mm-hmm. want to look at it as rainbow and butterflies, and there can be, mm-hmm. but we also want to prepare and kind of have that plan in place for those what, if, sure. what ifs.
1: Well, and you and you bring up, you know, we have life insurance, we have house insurance, we've got car insurance, we have all these insurances just in case, right? Right. And we hope that we don't ever will need it, but we're so glad that, that we have it. Just yes. In case. There's yes. a st-
3: statistic that actually says about 60% of us will need care at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking around your room, (laughs) you can kind of number off. And it's, again, something we don't want to think about, but really thinking about the idea of either, I might be needing care in the future at some point, or I might be
2: offering care to a loved one in the Mm -hmm. future at some point. You know, and that brings up a good point too. That's a conversation of what ifs to have with your family members. Right. So your adult children that live close or far away, you know, what if something happens to me? What is your availability to me? Mm -hmm. Um, And having those honest conversations so everyone knows what the expectations
1: are. Yes. And having those conversations before. Yes. That's why we're talking today is about planning ahead. So having those conversations and maybe even you know, do you think that having conversations like that, or when would be the best time? Do you think the holidays are a good time or not? Or do you think maybe family reunions or when is a good time to maybe have this conversation? Boy, I think
2: any time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know people that live out of state usually come in the summer because it's beautiful in Wisconsin mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. summer. And so that's a great time to just say, hey. I want to plan ahead, right? And so these are my thoughts. What are your thoughts? And see where the gaps are Mm -hmm. and figure out a plan from there.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. In fact, I would encourage sometimes the holidays. One of my favorite shows, This Is Us, um, the main character gets an Alzheimer's diagnosis and she actually kind of talks with her family at Thanksgiving. Sure, it's a little awkward, but once it was out and kind of said, everyone was then able to move on and Mm -hmm. enjoy the rest of their holiday. Um, But there was a sense of relief kind of in that moment, which I know it's a TV show, but again, being able to address that and kind of get it through while everyone's in that room is a really great idea and can make um, the holidays actually. When we think about it, it's it's giving right and receiving yeah. gifts and and sharing love. Um, what better way to share love with your family and give them that gift of planning ahead and and letting them know exactly what it is that you want mm-hmm. and what to expect as you're getting older. Mm-hmm. You know that really
1: is a gift to your family. It because is because if you if you don't then. You know, you just think about all the chaos that can that can come with when there's nothing planned, and all of a sudden something happens to mom or dad, and right. oh my and goodness! And it's stressful, Stress. and it's hurt feelings, yep. and it's yep. a lot of animosity. Yep. Where do you find right. all the paperwork? Where do you find this? How? What are we? What are we going to do about this? Where are we going to put mom? You know, what's going to happen to dad? So uh, it really, it really is a gift uh, to your children.
0: We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs, Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now, back to the podcast.
1: So what type of support can help a person, um, you know, age well at home? What's available? Well, and so thinking about
2: the what ifs again and changes in mobility, vision and hearing that are very common as we age, taking a look at that environment. You know, what what does what does your bathroom what is your bathroom set up? You know, if it's an older home, a lot of times the bathroom doors are so narrow mm-hmm. that you can't even get a standard walker through the bathroom Mm -hmm. or if you live in a tri-level home what does that look like if you use a walker do you need to have three walkers in your home Mm -hmm. and then one in your garage to go out out and about Um, and so thinking of some of those what ifs what does my physical environment look like Mm -hmm. clutter being a big one you Mm -hmm. know people tend to stay in their homes for 40, 50, 60 years, and we collect a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so is that now a hindrance to your mobility and safety in your home? Mm And these can be as simple
3: as like a knee replacement. Again, if your laundry is down the stairs, you're going to have a really hard time, even for a simple knee replacement or a hip replacement. These are things that, you know, isn't necessarily out of the blue, but sometimes will happen um, as well. In fact, I hear a lot of people get a lot of knee replacements out there. And so again, stairs, it's not something that we think about often. We're going up and down them all the time. But if Mm -hmm. your knee needed to recover, how am I going to get my laundry done? How am I going to get to the
2: bathroom, you know, basic based on where it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I used to work with people before they would have a knee or hip replacement. And that's one thing we would talk about is make sure you get all your laundry done before your surgery, make some freezer meals ahead of time, figure out your transportation for your follow-up appointments, all of those little things, because you are not going to be as mobile for a little while. And so you're going to need some modifications. Yes. One of the other things that I also like to encourage
3: people to um, look at as far as support is really getting their legal and financial um, set up and kind of prepared. So in the state of Wisconsin, again, everyone over the age of 18 really should have a power of attorney for health care. We're all... We always say this one car accident away from needing Mm -hmm. a power of attorney Mm -hmm. for health care. Oftentimes, I think people assume that my spouse can automatically make those decisions if I had a stroke and was able was not able to kind of express what I wanted next. Um, But that's not the way it works. Um, In fact, adult children, if we've never had that conversation, might even disagree amongst each other. Uh, The power of attorney for health care is are so easy to fill out in Wisconsin and literally just need two witness signatures. So I think people hear power of attorney and think attorney. They when, need an attorney. Right. That's
1: what a lot of people think, oh, I oh, I can't afford it. Right. Or, you know, I can't do this. Right. And that's not
3: needed. Mm-hmm. So um, you can get a power of attorney for healthcare online or calling your local aging and disability resource center for those. And again, with those, I think it's great to have that, use that tool as a conversation. Um, so often I've met with families who have done their power of attorney for health care, designated their oldest child and have never had a conversation. Mm-hmm. In fact, that that oldest child didn't even know that they were the designated power of attorney for health care um, and getting some understanding around what that is. So on the opposite side. And I also hear a lot of adult children who say, well, I'm mom's power of attorney for healthcare, so I get to do A, B, and C. Yeah, they, and, they don't
1: have a clue on what that all means.
3: Yes, so mm-hmm. it's time to really start digging into that. There's so much information out there for it, um, but this is done to save your estate so that you don't have to go to the courts and spend money on mm-hmm. guardianship, um, and again, going back to that idea of a gift, it's truly a gift that you're giving to your family and your friends to let them know this is what I want done in the event that I can't make those decisions for my own health care while my my head is clear and I'm competent to make those decisions. It then only gets activated when two doctors or a doctor and a psychologist determine after an examination that that power of attorney for health care needs to be
1: activated. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize either. They think, oh, well, I thought it was already activated. They think as soon as they sign the power of attorney for health care that it's activated. Right. But however, with power of attorney for finance, now that's a little different because right. you really it's best to have an attorney uh, to really do that because it does need to be notarized, and it's good to talk through through the financial stuff with with an attorney. How people can do it themselves, but I always, you know, recommend that they they speak to an attorney for yeah. that,
3: or take it in to their local bank and have mm-hmm. uh, one of their. Bankers help them and get that notarized as Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm. But yes, I say power of attorney for healthcare is kind of like a placeholder. Power of attorney for finance is for anyone at any time. So if I wanted help with Budgeting, paying my bills, I could add you, Lisa, to mm-hmm. my uh, as my power of attorney for finance. But I still have control and access to my own money. But if I was ever in the hospital or in a situation where I couldn't pay my bills, then I have somebody who's allowed that access to pay for those. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like dotting your eyes and crossing your t's. Getting that power of attorney for healthcare, power of attorney for finance, is a great check mark off that list of prepping and planning ahead. And again, that's for anybody
1: who's 18 and over. Yes. Because a lot of times people think, oh, I'll do that when I'm older.
3: Well, and again, you know, I I, help. It's like, no, 18 and over. Right. Does anyone plan for a car accident or a stroke? Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. So again, it's there as a placeholder and and is in uh, preparation for times ahead that may or may not happen. Right,
1: right. So, how about you know? Should people consider um, housing? Um, that's a big one. You know, should they consider downsizing to a, you know maybe a an apartment or you know when you know I think a, uh, something that people struggle with too is well, I? What about assisted living or you know some some other ideas? I think everybody's situation is different depending on their support system that Mm -hmm. they have. Mm
2: -hmm. um, Local and, again, if kids live out of state, how much are they actually able to assist? Mm -hmm. And that's going to look different for everyone. And so just, again, taking an honest look, having that honest conversation with family to say, I'm struggling with Mm -hmm. X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z and being honest so they know because they might not be visiting very often, and they are assuming that you're doing fine. hmm And so having those honest conversations will help determine what next steps might need to happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and we could go on a
3: whole tangent as far as yeah. dementia goes, but yes. <laughs> when you're looking at you know some of these beautiful homes that I've seen on the lakes and people come out to the northwest woods of Wisconsin to retire, these are some beautiful homes with a lot of property to manage. Mm. And again, not that we plan for somebody uh, to get dementia, but looking ahead or a stroke or some type of, disability that's going to limit kind of that couple, coupledom, you know, Mm -hmm. right, where Mm -hmm. we're all doing things together. We're doing that shared decision making, working together on the upkeep of the house and property. I really encourage families and spouses really to think, what if my person was not able to help me in all the same ways that they have? What would that look like? Would I have those supports to keep us at home? Mm -hmm. Um, Would we need to look at moving somewhere else? Absolutely, it's something to consider. So always think about if your significant other was out of the picture, what would
1: that look like for you to maintain things on what your own? Help, help would you need? Yes. So we're going to take a quick break and we come back, we're going to finish up our conversation with um, Tricia and Carla on aging well and planning ahead.
0: I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, All Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stair lifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls, and they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or LLC.com. Now, back to the podcast.
1: Okay, we're back with Carla and Tricia today talking about planning ahead for aging well. And one thing that I think it's really important to plan ahead about is retiring from driving that's a really big issue for so many people because it's our independence and right. so how how can we plan ahead for when because really that there's going to come a time when we probably shouldn't be driving um i know that um, i know my mother and father-in-law drove until they were well into their 80s and early 90s and i'm not sure that should have been such a good thing but you know that's it, again it's just a really difficult thing to to let go
2: it is. It is part of our independence. And again, if we live far away from our loved ones that are aging, we don't see these minor changes that are happening again in mobility and vision and things like that. Um, I know for my mom, she drove longer than she should have. And then we started to notice some little dents and scratches on the car. Mm-hmm. And then it was time to make some decisions right away. Mm -hmm. And so that could have been avoided. Um, and, and luckily no one was hurt, but this is definitely a conversation that needs to happen. And there's a lot of resources out there.
3: Yeah. I think people have to, uh, really be in charge and think about, you know, again, we drive because we do it almost on autopilot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when we think of changes to vision, hearing, even brain changes, um, sometimes we just adapt and we don't even realize ourselves or have that insight that things are changing for us on the road. So really in looking to plan ahead, those things could be, you know, if I- there are changes to my vision, changes to my hearing, changes in my brain that I'm at least committing on a yearly basis to get checked with an occupational therapist or at your local DMV and take Mm -hmm. a driver's test, Mm -hmm. make sure your reaction times are sound, um, that you're able to safely drive on the road. Um, I think when it comes to it too, it is our independence, but just as we give young children their license and they have to pass at 16, the reason for that is because we're all in agreement that we're going to drive on these roads and work to keep each other safe. Mm -hmm. And so if there are those changes that put others at risk, I think the other thing people don't think about is, you know, car accidents, things that have happened, it can come back on your own estate. So besides your own insurance covering things, um, it can really be financial and devastating. I mean, nobody really wants to go out on the road to harm another person. So when we think through that, it should give us a little bit enough of motivation to say, hey, I want to commit to making sure I'm safe on the road, whether I take a driver's test every year or I reach out for a driver screening or a safety education program um, through AARP of Wisconsin, they offer those throughout the state of Wisconsin. So again, checking in on those resources, but then also finding what does your local area offer to help you uh, get to the places that you still want to. Just because we're getting older and we have some of these changes that impact our day-to-day activities doesn't mean that we don't want to provide that service. So getting to the grocery stores, going out to eat with our friends, those are still meaningful things. And they look different based on where you live in the state of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe in Eau Claire area, there's Lyft or Uber. Some of our rural areas, there might not be any of those uh, ride-sharing, but there is transportation available locally. um, So that's another
1: thing to look into. Mm -hmm. So really looking... um You know, again, a lot of things that we're talking about today, you know, contacting your local aging and disability resource center to really learn about all these these resources. Because, again, every county is very, very different. Yes. And what we are are able to provide. So, you know, how about, you know, assistive technology? You know, we've we've heard a lot about that. Things are changing constantly. Um, Can this be helpful um, as we get older and what are some what are some things that people might want to look into as far as that. right? Assistive yeah. technology is
2: so amazing and it's changing every day. Um, some of the basic things that I think that all of us take advantage of now are like the Roomba Um uh, the AI vacuum cleaner that yeah. that cleans yeah. your floors for great. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, you know, it can be more technical. There's GPS watches, smart watches mm. that are mm-hmm. available that have GPS if there's wandering concerns of the person that you're caring for. Um, and a lot of times they have fall detection mm. within mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I mean, we well, know that's a, a big issue for older adults are falls, especially right. in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And, and, you know, what if... What if you are the caregiver for someone with dementia and you fall and your person with dementia doesn't know to call for help. Mm -hmm. Well, someone will still get notified if you have that type of technology. So I think that's pretty amazing. Um, And then there's other things like the GrandPad, Alexa, show those types of things to allow you to stay socially engaged with Mm -hmm. other people, Mm -hmm. Um, especially during the pandemic when it wasn't safe to get together. That was a great tool for a lot of people to stay connected. Mm Um, and so that can be used for caregivers that maybe live out of state. They can. St- Check in on their person mm-hmm. and make sure that they're doing okay. And so that's such a, a wonderful tool for both people. They know somebody's going to check in on me, and the person that is the caregiver doesn't have to worry all the time that that person um, might be in distress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, there's so much technology and equipment out there. I almost say any concern or issue let's not only go through a strategy or an idea, but let's definitely check out what kind of adaptive equipment and assistive technology there is. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I've heard in my roles is, uh, well, my person forgets to turn off the stove and so they should probably move to assisted living and there are stove turner offers
1: <laughs> you know there that would be a different name for that, yeah. But that
3: sounds good. yeah and you you know they'll time it it automatically senses if it's been on too long and we'll turn it off you know for about 200 250 dollars that's a great investment over assisted living which could cost you know three thirty five hundred to five thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. so some of the things that we think are cash- Catastrophic can be easily minimized mm-hmm. by some of this assistive technology. Um, I know it's hard for me to keep up as well. So again, just being able to go online and Google, contact your independent living centers as well to find out what's out there. And then also Tech Enhanced Life, which is a really good online resource mm-hmm. to kind of look at reviews. Mm-hmm. How did the Apple Watch work for falls and GPS location? Mm-hmm. Um, what's all out there. So there's a lot. Um, In fact, I just read and saw that um, earbuds now are acting as personal amplifiers, but you can listen to music off of your smartphone. You can answer phone calls, but they're also helping with hearing. So it's not those big clunky hearing aids that we used to see Mm -hmm. 40 years Mm -hmm. ago. They've really changed. So there's so many things that are considered kind of normal right now. It it doesn't set you apart. And there's so much out there. It's worth that investigation of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, is would you suggest to, you know, maybe reaching out to an occupational therapist to do maybe like a home safety assessment or just to maybe walk through the different rooms in your home and kind of help you figure out what might be helpful to you in in the different rooms of your home?
2: Right. And in our area, the Center for Independent Living will also do that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to touch on that a little bit further, so the independent living centers throughout the state of Wisconsin, every county in Wisconsin has access to one of those. So that's not just a Chippewa Valley thing. I think that's important for people Mm -hmm. to know. And they are such a great resource for any of the technology out there. And I have contacted them myself and given them some scenarios of people that I'm working with. And and I think that I'm being very clear and giving them all the information and they'll come back with about 10 more questions because they really want to narrow it down Mm -hmm. and really give the best possible options for that family. Mm -hmm.
1: So they're a great resource.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, there's there's low, medium and high technology. So um, there's probably something for everybody. And I I, you know, I think of, you know, one of the rooms I think of first in a home is the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, and how simple it would be to maybe add some grab bars or maybe a toilet safety frame or something or something. <laughs> when I go into people's homes, I, I look at all the rugs, you know, yes. <laughs> rugs. Mm-hmm. and, you know, that's not technology, but it's just a matter of maybe pulling up a few rugs, you know, because as we get older, we're not lifting our feet as high. Um, and that could be a major trip hazard. So just simple things like that that
3: and if you're not ready to get rid of those rugs, double-sided sticky tape, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. on the corners. So, right, there's so much uh, equipment out there. It's based on kind of what you are wanting, right? Mm-hmm. We got to give that dignity of risk. Yes. We can fall on anything. Right. And sometimes those rugs are beautiful and they're they're handmade and they've been passed down, so we don't want to get rid of them, but looking at what can I do to minimize the risks to me staying as independent in mm-hmm. the place that I'm at. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I think another low-tech thing that's really important is just ID bracelets, um, it, especially for people with dementia. You know, if they would happen to wander off or get lost or separated from their caregiver, that that would have their information on it. And it, it might have their name and it might say, you know, I have dementia in an emergency call, Amy, at blah, blah, blah. And it's also important for the caregiver to have an ID bracelet. So, If something would happen, if they would slip and fall in a shopping mall or get in a car accident, those types of things, their ID bracelet should have their name. But then I care for someone at home with dementia. And so in an emergency, Mm -hmm. call this person, Mm -hmm. right? Because you might think you're just running a quick errand and you're going to be back in an hour and things change drastically. And now that person is left unsupervised and could be a safety risk. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's a real easy, low-tech yes. thing to do. Yeah. yeah,
1: Yes. One of the things that, you know, as we get older, you know, we may be faced with a chronic illness. And I think one disease that is feared the most out of all the diseases really is Alzheimer's disease or other type of dementia. So with that said, how can one consider that in planning ahead? And how do, what do we do with that? Yeah, it
3: definitely has to be a factor to consider. The number one risk factor for Alzheimer's and other related dementias is simply age and we have a large population of baby boomers, hence baby boom, Mm -hmm. that are living longer than ever before. So we've done a lot to reduce our risk of heart disease, cancer, and we're living into our 80s and 90s. However, knowing that that number one risk factor is simply age. Every decade you live, your brain is at an increased risk factor it's almost ignorant to not prep or plan ahead for that. Um, So really looking at Alzheimer's disease, we know that the plaques and tangles associated with that disease start in our midlife, way before we're ever seeing the symptoms. So in our 40s and 50s, Mm -hmm. this is the time to make an impact, to really plan ahead for as much of a healthy retirement that you can. So staying socially engaged, um, not isolating yourself. You know, again, managing stress, not always saying yes to everything, but also not withdrawing too much from the rest of society or your friends Mm -hmm. and family. Mm -hmm. Um, Also looking at our diet. So we know that diet has a huge impact on brain health. Um, The Mediterranean slash mind diet is huge. And it has huge research behind it. Mm -hmm. So we know that lowering our saturated fats, ice creams, cheeses, which I know we're in the dairy state. (laughs) Again, it doesn't mean that you have to eliminate it. But we're looking at really focusing on those fruits, vegetables, whole grains, olive oil. Those we know are very protective factors for the brain. Also, physical activity. In fact, I heard that aerobic exercise is like sprinkling miracle Grow on the brain. Oh I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what other, you know, people ask a lot of times what about Nariva or Prevagen? Those are costing about 60 bucks a month. And I always tell people to invest in a good pair of walking shoes and go for a walk three times a week for 30 minutes or spread that out, but that you're getting at least 90 minutes of mm-hmm. some walking um, throughout your week. So just looking at some of those factors.
2: Carla, what other factors? Right, and Lisa or Tricia, you had said um, know your numbers. In the mm-hmm. very beginning, right? And so a memory screen is something that is available and free through the ADRC. And what that is, is just a baseline. It is very much just a screen. It's mm-hmm. not an evaluation, anything like that. But it, it allows us to have some objective information. And then that can be repeated every year. And so then we can see early on if there are changes that maybe need to be discussed further with your doctor. And so... Sometimes the doctors need to have that objective information to look into it further. We have a lot of um, people that are aging well and healthy, but are very worried about getting dementia. Mm -hmm. So every time they can't find their keys, they get worried. Mm -hmm. And so this, again, helps put their mind at ease as well. And engaging your brain, you know, learning something new. I
3: think oftentimes we look forward to retirement as being a time to relax and not having to engage as much. But, you know, again, our brains are very much like our muscles use it or lose it. So, Mm -hmm. again, not to the point that you're stressed, but think of things uh, and hobbies and activities that you enjoy and then challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to learn something new. Um, Maybe it's a new language and it doesn't have to be the entire Spanish language, Mm -hmm. but maybe enough that you can hold a brief conversation with the idea that I don't always have to get it right. But again, engaging those neurons and those firings is going to strengthen that neuron connection. So if we think of Alzheimer's uh, disease as kind of like a weed whacker comes in and our brains are like a big rainforest, right? We Mm -hmm. want the biggest we want the Amazon rainforest mm-hmm. in our brains as many trees and branches connecting as we can and if Alzheimer's disease comes in and starts to cut down those branches we've got so much reserve in there that we may not see the symptoms until much later much later mm-hmm. or our symptoms may not be as worse or prevent it altogether and we know that science is showing that there are actual environmental things that we can do to to change that course. Um, it's not all due to genetics or that I'm in my 80s and I mm-hmm. for sure have mm-hmm. to get Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would say is to also talk with your doctor now. You know, we go into the doctor, we might get prescribed something for overactive bladder or heartburn. Um, you know, there's a lot out there, and some of these medications can negatively affect our brain health and be contributing towards that. But oftentimes we're not talking about that in the doctor's offices. Mm-hmm. So really talking with your doctor and asking that question, is this medication or could this medication affect my brain health now or even in the future is a great way to kind of advocate for your own brain
1: health. Well, I think, too, just even when you go to the doctor, so oftentimes when we go in for our annual physicals, we're looking at everything from the neck down. Yes. (laughs) So really asking, you know, asking about your brain health. Yes. You know, what are some things I should be looking for? How am I doing? So that's such an important thing as well. Right.
3: Yeah, our brain is the command center, and again, it does so much for us almost automatically. Mm -hmm. I kind of liken Alzheimer's and other related dementias as, you know, our brain operates at 100% most days, maybe, you know, Monday mornings at 97, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, it's operating at a high level. If there is a disease like Alzheimer's or other dementias that come into the brain, it is definitely gonna lower that threshold. We might be operating at 80% one day, 60% the next day, 82. And again, it slowly progresses, but you know, with that, it's then gonna pose challenges
1: to those things that we used to take for granted. For our whole life, Mm -hmm. you know, we've talked about a lot of things today, and there's so much to think about, and so that's why we just—it's so important to start planning early, instead of when crisis happens, right? And so some things can be costly, some things um, certainly can be expensive, but how do how do people pay for these things? You know, if they need services or if they need help in the home, how if you know—is it private pay or what type of help is available? Yeah, I
3: think a lot of people just assume that once I reach retirement age and I'm on Medicare, Medicare covers everything I need. And unfortunately, uh, that's not the case. So really, understanding Medicare and Medicare 101, right? Mm -hmm. What does that cover? And again, your local aging and disability resource centers can definitely help with that. But Medicare really covers short-term skilled help. So whether that's skilled help in a nursing home for recovery, whether that's skilled help at home, it's again very short-term. We're not looking at long-term. If I have a diagnosis of Parkinson's or I've had a stroke and need some time to recover and it's going to be a a couple of years to get back to that baseline. And so really we want to think about what would happen if I needed some of that long-term care. What if I did need to hire somebody to help me clean in my home or provide a break for me because my spouse has dementia. Um, So when we think of that, many people use um, long-term care insurance policies, which have gotten more expensive Mm -hmm. over the years, Mm -hmm. and um, also private pay finances too. But I think the thing is, most people don't think about their retirement years and spending what they've saved on care needs. So that's the big thing to think about. Um, if you're a veteran or your your family member is a veteran, uh, local veteran service officers are a great resource to find out what benefits might be available to myself or the person that I care for um, who is a veteran to help Keep independent and pay for that long term care. In the state of Wisconsin, we do have a publicly funded long term care. And as with any kind of state program, there's going to be restrictions and rules with that. So, really looking at uh, financially being eligible and functionally being eligible. And again, ADRCs can assist with that and are the first door to access for those programs. But there's a lot that people get overwhelmed with. In fact, when I talk with a coworker about the Wisconsin publicly funded long-term care program, I'm overwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. And I've been in this capacity for the last 17 years and it still overwhelms me. So really kind of knowing about that ahead of time, I think is a really good idea to strategize, you know, look at it, how am I going to pay for care? Is it all going to be private pay? Um, Would it be a three pronged approach? You know, what, what does this look like here? What, how am I going to pay for that? And again, ADRCs are a great stop to even plan ahead, mm-hmm. even if there are no care needs at this
1: time. Mm-hmm. And we are so fortunate to have ADRCs in every county in the state of Wisconsin. So um, if you're looking for assistance or just like want to get started and where do I start, what's available in my community, what are my resources, what are my options... Um, contact your local aging and disability resource center. Well, some really good tips uh, on planning ahead for um, if and when dementia might happen. So I just want to thank Carla and Tricia for being here today and talking about aging well and how to plan ahead. So thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest, and thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.